Hey friend, are you new here? My name is Emma. I started an Instagram account my senior year of high school after some intense pain happened to me within the church I was attending at the time. And I started an Instagram account called Heaven One Day. I started sharing words from God in a time when I couldn't quite see what was ahead of me. It's been four years and I'm still here, sharing what I've been learning in this life. I do not pretend to have it together, but I do serve a God who does. I Lately, I've had more questions than answers. Um, do you? I think that's okay. Uh, why is life so hard? Uh, I'm not sure. But I do know that we serve a God who is near in our questioning. Here at Heaven One Day in the Hod Pod, we are clinging to the promises of God's truth. There will be a day when there will be no more tears and no more pain. And that's a promise from Revelation 21.5. But we're not there yet. Want to ask questions with me in the middle? Listen to the Hod Pod. Seek out Christian community where you are and join me this summer in asking questions together. Let's do a lot more asking this summer than telling. Join me on the Hod Pod for more questions and silly laughs with the God who sees and knows us. I don't know all, but I do know we serve a God who does. He is faithful, clinging to his words till we get to heaven one day. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Hod Pod. I'm so happy you're here if you're listening. My name is Emma. I'm your host, and I have a very special guest today. Her name is Audrey Akins. Hey, everyone. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here. Y'all, I love Audrey. She has her own pod, 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 pod. It's not a Hod Pod. It's, it's a just hod. a pod. <laughs> really, like, these days, I'm like, wait. It's not called Hod Pod for everyone. It's just, okay. Anyway, Audrey has her own podcast. It is called um, It's Too Wonderful Podcast. If you have not heard of it, you should go check it out. RN, stop this and go to It's Too Wonderful. Truly. Well, no, just listen to it after you listen to this one. Yes, yes. Um, She is a, such a good friend. We um, met at Belmont University, I think her freshman year of high school. <laughs> Can you Dude, imagine if we met freshman year of high school? I don't even know what grade I'm in right now. Like, do you ever you're gonna be a that? senior. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> this is live action of our friendship. Her telling me. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you ask questions like just theoretically, like not expecting an answer, and I like just give you an yeah, answer every she's time. My mother and my friend. I'm like, I need her. When life. we were in New York, you would just. <laughs> Literally. I feel like you would just be like asking so many questions and I would just be like, this is it. This is what we're doing. Right. No, because uh, Audrey leads the way and I just follow because she's Aww, literally like a good way. relationship. <laughs> Except Emma's in a relationship with an oh. amazing guy. Oh, that's Sorry. So embarrassing for you. No, you can you tell everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Did I just hard launch? Oh my gosh, you hard launched me on the podcast. Yeah, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm well, sorry. You can... Check him out on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, he's on your Instagram. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. he's not a secret. He's not a secret. He's an amazing man. Anyway, I say all that today. I'm so happy that I have my friend Audrey Aikens on the podcast today. We're going to be talking about healing from your past. But first, I want to just kick it over to Audrey. I ask everybody this. What is your story with God? Short testimony, long testimony, whatever you feel led to share. But just kind of um, tell our little listeners um, just more about you and what your relationship with God looks like. Yeah. This is just weird because <laughs> honestly, I don't think, and maybe my memory's just failing me, but I don't think anyone's ever asked me what my testimony is. Are you kidding me? Wow. Well, maybe sometimes first. I forget things. So maybe. Maybe like little pieces of it or something. Yeah. But 
I don't know. I've never just been like, this is my testimony. And I honestly think, I mean, and I, I guess our testimony is like changing through our whole lives. But ever since I came to college, I, I before college, I wouldn't really know how to describe my testimony. So anyways, um, yeah, I, my story, I love stories. They're so powerful. Okay. Anyways, I was born in a Christian family. I was raised by parents who know Jesus. And I have in the back of my phone case, actually, this little piece of paper. There's ever she'll do this. I don't I think you have actually. Yeah. It's this little piece of paper and it said it's from March twenty sixth, two thousand eight. And my mom wrote it down. It's, and it says it's like so thin. It says Audrey put down her ice cream cone, folded her hands, closed her eyes, and prayed, Dear Jesus, can you please come into my heart? Amen. And then I afterwards, I think I asked if he would fall out if I leaned over. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I, I believe that's when I was saved um, because I asked Jesus to come into my heart and I believe um, that he died for me and he loved me in my own like childlike way. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, I just from like a completely objective standpoint, I had always been a kid that was like, I just loved Jesus. I loved learning about Jesus. Like I went to a Christian school and we had Bible class and Bible class was my favorite class. Like I, I just, I genuinely loved it and like praise God for that. You know, like he has put a desire in my heart just to know him more. And I'm just like so thankful for that. Um, but yeah, I, my church history is interesting. Um, I never was, honestly, I never had like a great, I wasn't ever really plugged into a youth group or anything like that. You can go, I honestly recorded a whole podcast episode about this that you can go listen to. It's called What's Too Wonderful is All About. Um, yes. But yeah, testimony focusing on how I came to know the Lord more. Basically, I was, yeah, just like learning a lot about God, doing my, living my little life. And then I moved eighth grade. I moved to a public high school on the other side of the country from a small Christian high school. And that was really hard. And I think that was the first point in my life where my faith was tested, like intensely. Mm. Um, because, I was just very much aware, okay, I'm entering into a dark space that like I, it was, I was, I've always been afraid of public schools and I was going to a public school and I was terrified Yeah, because I still remember like the first time the teacher administered a test and like she just passed out the papers and everyone started writing and I was like, what Mm. are we not praying? Because my whole life I had grown up, you know, praying for tests, quizzes, praying before we went out to like, it was just this like prayer, this culture of christianity in like a good way was ingrained into my life and then going into high school it was just completely stripped away i didn't have the church that i knew i didn't have the school that i knew i didn't have the friends that i knew and all i had was jesus Mm. um and yeah it was it was really cool because looking back um God definitely drew me closer to his heart and I had friends that noticed something different about me and they would ask why 
how are you like so happy all the time? I noticed there's something different in the way you carry yourself. And I got to share Jesus a little bit in those moments, but it wasn't until I came to college when I started having a personal relationship with Jesus. Um, honestly, I didn't really read my Bible in high school. Looking back on it, I'm like, how, I don't know how God used me because I wasn't, I didn't have, I wasn't in the word. Like I didn't know, I couldn't just like, but his spirit was in me. So like he was doing something. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I guess my senior year of high school, I, um, the reason why I had a personal relationship, the reason why my personal relationship with Jesus started is it because, is because it replaced a personal relationship I had had previously. And when that relationship ended, it left a hole Whoa. and I didn't know how to fill it. Whoa. And I filled it with Jesus Whoa. and he healed me. And it was insane. Whoa. And I never experienced anything like that. Um, wow. And I think, honestly, I'm so grateful. It, it was a romantic. I was dating this guy for a year, my senior year of high school. And to be really vulnerable, I'm going to be super vulnerable. I was in love with him. I loved this dude. I wanted the best for him. Like, yeah. I had never been a girl that was, like, into, like, I'm attracted to men, not not <laughs> saying that. I'd never been like a boy crazy type of girl. Like I, mm-hmm. growing up, I didn't talk about my crushes. I just like didn't really care. I was like, whatever. Like, yeah. I, I just, I don't know how to explain it. But then I got in this relationship and I was just like all in. Um, wow. And I, 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 I was going to say I loved him pretty well, but now looking back on it, you know, I... I'm a broken human who messes up. Mm. Anyways, I had a very close relationship with this guy. And when we broke up, I was like, who who do I text every day? Like, who do I tell, like, all the little parts about my life to? And mm. it was really tough. Um, because it just, it's not like you can just replace that hole with, like, a friend like a girlfriend it's just different you know like when you have a boyfriend you text him everything you're texting him like oh I'm mad right now because my sister just did this to annoy me and he'll be like oh or like you'll text him just you know and it's like always having someone right there to talk to all the time and I never had that before and I loved Uh. that (laughs) and then I broke up with him and I was like well shoot (laughs) <laughs> well shoot um what do i do now what do i do now who do i text um and on and on okay this is sorry i'm feeling like i'm telling this story poorly but another like big part of that story was this guy was not a believer and but he was very curious and so a lot of our relationship consisted of me sharing my faith and trying to convince him that God was real. Mm. And that just held a whole lot of pressure too, because I just like constantly felt like I couldn't, like I was so close. I was so close and I just like couldn't get there. Um, mm. But in all of that, 
being so closely tied with somebody who did not view life the same way that I did and honestly being so closely tied with someone who the Holy Spirit wasn't in them and the Holy Spirit was in me, it was tearing me apart from the inside slowly. Wow. And I I just, I remember so vividly being like, I can't live in this in-between. I can't say that I love God and that I want to pursue him with everything that I am and that I want to die to my flesh and that, you know, the same power that raised Christ Jesus from the dead is in me and yet be with someone and yet spend so much time thinking about someone and talking with someone who didn't even want to go anywhere in that direction with me. Wow. I like regardless of whether that like yes like being yoked to unbelievers like regardless of whether that situation is like right or wrong I couldn't do it because it was tearing my soul apart and that sounds so dramatic but I was constantly living in this tension of I don't know how to live in this in between I can't serve two gods whoa that's crazy and I broke up with him while I still loved him because I loved God more. Wow. And it was so hard. Like it was probably one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. Mm. And I knew, I knew that I loved God more and that this was the only way in the long run I would ever like truly be happy and not that our goal in life is to be happy. It's not, but I just couldn't live in that in between anymore. All that to say, I ended my relationship with this guy and like the Lord just like came in and filled that hole and healed me like in such an incredible way because I, I should have been like way more broken up about that relationship than I was breaking getting out of a relationship is hard and it's messy if you're in that right now I'm sorry and I like get that and I see you especially if you're like still in love with that guy like Mm -hmm. that's even harder and I know what that feels like um and so I should have been like so I should have been way more sad than I was but like I went through a couple weeks of just like really emotional back and forth but then I was just filled with with the joy of the spirit and honestly I was excited I felt free I was like wow I just get to chase after God with every single thing in me and nothing is holding me back Mm. and that like I can't describe to you how free I felt and I want everyone to be able to experience that feeling and it it was a relationship that made me Mm. feel the most trapped I've ever been in my life Wow. Um, with that, that will tie into my, what I'm working through now. (laughs) But so I, yeah, so ended things with this guy. And then I, the summer before, this is such a long story. The summer before my freshman year of high school of college, I was like, God, just bring someone in my life that will show me the way and that will show me how to like live for you and like you because 
I just, I'm all in. I just, I, let's go. Like, let's do this. Like, <laughs> and God being the amazing God he is, um, brought me a roommate who was like pretty much random. We like paired up, like we chose each other, but like we barely knew anything about each other. And this girl just had this girl, <laughs> LJ Alm, Miss <laughs> LJ Alm, just our bestie booth. Was our bestie booth. Like, honestly, such a big part of my testimony because, like, it was after I had made th- that decision to follow Jesus, to have a personal relationship with Jesus, that she came in and she walked with me and she showed me this mm-hmm. is the way. And when I lived with LJ, is the first time that I read my Bible every morning. We would roll out of our dorm beds and we would read our Bibles, like, in our own little sides of the room. And I was like, and I had so many questions and she had so many answers mm-hmm. because my questions, I had theological questions because I didn't, I went to a public high school. So I had like elementary and middle school theological education and then it stopped. Mm-hmm. And so my theological education was that of an eighth graders, but I wanted it to be more. And she had that. So we'd have all these discussions and just, I I was made new and it's so interesting because and I think probably some other people relate to this of I accepted Jesus into my heart when I was six mm-hmm. and that's when I was saved but I don't feel like I had this huge transformation mm-hmm. before college mm-hmm. and that's when I really so it's just interesting like so good. um and then a year ago uh, yeah a year ago in May I got baptized for the first time um, because I was like, it's time. Like, I don't know why I had never done this before. And I just like felt mm. the calling to make a public declaration. So wow. I got baptized in Israel of all places. Tell the people. Yeah. In the Jordan River. Where Jesus dunked him. <laughs> yeah. And or Jesus got dunked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm just. Wow. I'm still free. I'm still like living for Jesus and I always will be. And it's just really cool. So that is so good. Audrey, thank you for sharing. I'm just like, there's so much in that that I can pull from, but like just that idea of letting go of something that's keeping you chained, I think is so, so key with, we're talking about healing from your past um, today on the podcast. And I just love that you said like you felt you know you said you you thought about it prayed about it for weeks and then you you kind of like took that step out in faith and you you weren't maybe completely sure you had Mm -hmm. these feelings of love for this guy and not to diss on the human like god is you know working out his own thing in his life but like to say that you let go of something that you cared for deeply in order to let god come into that place in your heart can you walk me through what that was like and did you kind of see that more come into fruition in college or like right then? Like, what was it like literally like two weeks after? Was it the hardest thing you've ever done? Like just for any girl listening, like what would you say to them when, sorry, I ask a million questions and then I just throw it to you. But like when that immediately happened, like what was it like to walk through that and how did you see God show up or how did you, you know, not see him for maybe a little while or mm-hmm. go wherever you want with that. But to the girl who's just broken up um, with someone or has been broken up with who they were in love with, you know. Yeah, well, we took a break first. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that was, we said two weeks. And after a week, I was like, I can't do this. Like, I I, I don't know what to feel. Like, do I grieve? Do yeah. I, yeah. 
And so, and I knew, like, <laughs> I knew that what I had to do. So when we, when we broke up, honestly, I was a mess. Yeah. I was a mess for probably like two weeks. Yeah. I was emotionally all over the place and my family and I will look back on it and laugh and it makes sense like you especially like an 18 year old girl like it makes sense that I was emotionally a mess and that's hard and scary but we are emotional beings and that just like makes sense but then I hit this point where I, I kind of had to like go through that grieving process. And I think that's what the emotional, I just had to grieve. I, I had to give myself space to be sad and to cry. And it was weird. Cause I was like happy. Like I wanted yeah. to break up, but I was still sad. Right. I still cried because I was mourning this part of my life. Yeah. That was so transformational. Hmm. And then once it kind of felt like I just had to wring out the washcloth, you know, yeah. like once I got it all out, I was like, okay, let's do this, right, right. <laughs> you know? And then that, when I say that, like Jesus healed me, it's like that point of like, I went through this, you know, two week, whatever grieving process. And then I was like, fine, mm -hmm. which that's not everyone's story. And okay. <laughs> I wasn't fine. <laughs> I had a lot of like right. trauma that I had to work through, but yeah I was okay I was happy I was excited mm -hmm. for this next chapter in my life and wow. it was because I felt like the Lord was like I am with you yeah I I take that hole that was left behind mm -hmm. I filled it and I overflowed it and like it just abundantly more wow know? okay that's so good because I feel like that's key in healing from your past of like there okay well there's two things i want to say like from you're talking about this hole and so i think a lot of times if i can just like frame this in like through a christian lens and just in general how we as women and just people in general view relationships is like i am whole and and you hear it all the time i'm looking for my better half like that's kind of like what we say and not we just culture says is like when you find a person, they will complete you. And that is obviously an ideal that is false in the Christian church and just false in general is like, because we were made for God, like in Genesis, we were made to have complete, you know, walking in the cool of the day with Jesus. And then sin came into the world and we said that we could be God. And then shame was first introduced in the garden. Um, when Eve ate the apple, they realized that they were naked and they felt shame for the first time. And so we're, d you know, in, the talk about healing from your past, I think some key things to, you know, introduce to you, whoever's listening, like shame and love. And so I want to give you the definition for shame. Mm -hmm. And sorry, I'm going to yeah. connect this to Audrey's story, but I just want to make sure that we're kind of getting this right terminology. And also I preface this with, I do not know anything, Jesus and the truth of the gospel and the Bible, take it all up to the word of God, because that is the truth. And we are just two fallen human beings just having a conversation. So true. But to describe shame, you know, literally just like the definition um, from the Bible, it says it represents a defeated or degraded state visible to those around you and elicits a response from others. If you brought shame upon yourself by doing something wrong, you had to act publicly to amends to the community. And that's kind of what it was like in the Bible when you hear the story of the woman who um, she was brought out of the uh, the adulterous like bed. And then she was brought into this kind of place um, 
the Sanhedrin or just kind of the Jesus people of the time brought her into this. Um, literally, she was like naked and said, you know, Jesus, like, look, this woman is sinning. And he obviously, you know, this woman's in a, an intense place of shame. And Jesus is like, starts riding on in the ground. Um, and he says, you know, you who have sinned or what is it? You who something be the first to throw the first stone. And so in that story, I just bring all that up to say is like Jesus casts out shame through his love. And then he says to the woman, he says, um, you know, go and sin no more. I have not condemned you. And so I say that all that to say, so whoever's listening, like if you're walking through just like healing from your past in a relationship, I'm sure Audrey, you too felt shame. Of oh like, yeah. We haven't even got into yeah, that. And, and I want to, I want to hear it, but I just want to speak to that first to say, God is love. And so when we're pursuing God and his perfect, uh, you know, he's a perfect deity. He is, he is the incumbent, you know, literally the perfect love, perfect love casts out fear. He is Jesus. He's God. He created love. So like that's the agape love. Like there's four types of love. Agape is who he is. And so when we're pursuing that and we're daily asking to be filled with his Holy spirit and, you know, seeking him and his, his ideas of love, like his purpose for it, we're going to be full and we're not going to feel that void. So I go back to the, the void that you're talking about. Yeah. Sometimes when we, you know, break off relationships and I have my stories of these two, I'm sure you do. Whoever is listening, like we kind of get it wrong and we look to these relationships to fill that void. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it, that is the brokenness that you're feeling. So go back to you. What was the shame like for you? Yeah. So it's so interesting because the shame didn't come until a bit later, mm. like wow. a few months later. Um, I just, as I grew more in my faith and like, as I learned a lot more <laughs> honestly about like what sin is, mm. um, I was faced with the fact that I was like living in a lot of sin when I was in that relationship. And honestly, I didn't really like, if I'm being complete, part of me knew like subconsciously I knew, yeah. but I didn't, I wasn't consciously like I'm sinning and I'm going to keep doing it. Like yeah. it wasn't until, because I wasn't walking that closely with the Lord. So I didn't know that like he doesn't want us to do these certain things because he's looking out for us because he knows that it will hurt us. Yeah. So I was doing these things. Wow. Wait, can I stop you right there? Yeah. Because that is so good. D the Lord just like, I, I just yeah. want to push this out. Like the, uh, we always ask the question in the garden of like, why couldn't they eat from the tree of good and evil? And the Bible never tells us why, but God knows what's best for us. And so in that, after they ate from the apple, they felt shame and God was trying to protect them from that. Mm. And I just think that's so good that you said that because that is that is why God puts rules in place. And it is not for us as believers to uh, to question God because he is God and we are not. And I think, you know, not in a legalistic way, but just a way of like, he's your dad and he's mm. looking out for you. And when he puts something into place, it is to protect you. And so yeah. I keep talking about it. I just wanted to yeah. And so then I was faced with this like, oh my gosh, like the magnitude of my sin almost and it was so it was so weird though because i was like but i didn't know i didn't know that when i was yeah you know and like and now i'm here and i feel like such a messed messed up per like i i had so much anger too i was honestly yeah i was like 
I was ang- I held a lot of anger and bitterness mm. towards yes that person but also towards myself. Wow. Because I was like why did I do that? Mm. And I I just like it like it made me feel so mm. sad and gross and icky. Yeah. And I I was just annoyed and frustrated with like my own incompetency that I didn't realize that what I was doing was wrong, which that, that goes into like grace. (laughs) I really struggle with grace and like, except giving myself grace, which means accepting like God's grace. Um, yeah. And so anyways, I started struggling with a lot of shame, even just like comparing, like all of a sudden I had all these, a lot of christian friends and like kind of like southern christian friends which that whole culture was so different than what i grew up in um and so i wasn't used to all of this and they're talking about like oh you know like when i did this and i was like i did like way 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 worse than that and you're feeling bad about that oh my gosh now i i need to like feel horrible about everything that I did because (laughs) you feel bad about that and and then I couldn't say it and I was just like Mm. stuck in this kind of like spiral spiral yeah and then there was I I can't even remember if it was like one moment or over over time I was just like I no it was it was one moment oh you weren't oh it was when we like did that lake house in Chattanooga freshman year as before we were really close but I told my friends just like what I was struggling with on the car ride home. And they were just like, Oh, I remember that story. Yeah. And they were like, it's okay. Mm. Like God, we make it such a big deal in our head. <laughs> I literally get a cry. Yeah. And like, and I even talk about this with LJ too, is like bringing it into the light and telling your community and them to just look at you and be like, you're not crazy. Right. You're not weird. You're not like, I've, like raise your hand and be like i've done that too yeah and just be like whoa <laughs> i'm not alone i'm not alone and and that and that was kind of a turning point i'm not alone in like my own sin and then that was so freeing too but i had yeah i had felt a lot of shame and mm. i think i had to learn how to not only forgive I had to learn how to forgive myself and that person Mm. Um, because again, they weren't, that person wasn't walking in the way of the Lord. So like they didn't, they don't know any better, you know? Right. Okay. Wow. You're bringing up so many topics that are just so good. And I just first want to say thank you for sharing in your vulnerability because I know that's, you know, this is a heavy topic in general. And also for anyone who's listening, like you are not alone in your struggle and also like, sin in God's eyes is all the same and so if you've done something like even last night or like just and you just feel this heaviness in this way like be free to know that there is no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus you can turn around today and walk in the light tell community like seek your community and just you know confess your sin to to friends and also just like um yeah I, I think just to speak to the spiral of it and just even in my own story, walking through shame of what others have done to you and like what, you know, cause it takes two in a relationship and it takes two people. Um, 
and just specifically talking about relational um past and healing from that um because shame i i don't you know have all the answers but i do know for me it is feels like a weighted blanket that you cannot get off um and like no matter how hard you try on your own strength it won't come off because the lie is at least for me it's you know you're disgusting why would you do that like you're not a christian like this is a lie like lie 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 and so the moment that audrey in that car said that that released her a little bit like breaking mm-hmm. off the relationship released her and gave her some freedom mm-hmm. and then like years passed then she was mm-hmm. in this car what two years later mm-hmm. confe- you know and so just grace for yourself and whoever's listening that like if it's been three years since this mm-hmm. relationship has happened or like however long it's been you can mm-hmm. still walk in the light and be free from that yeah and just as a testimony to the way that i live my life is I am a firm believer in just saying it and confessing it and moving forward because Hebrews says, lay aside every weight that so quickly entangles so that you can run your race. And so sometimes we get caught in this spiral because we just need to confess, repent and move forward. And the enemy does the exact opposite of that. He says, keep it quiet do not repent because it wasn't that big of a deal and you know don't move forward just stay in your your shame and shame is a spiral and it only takes you down to the depths of sheol and it keeps you there like it's designed to make you feel that way and to go back to the garden like metaphor that's why you know i also heard this the other day this is so beautiful um just connecting it to the bible but when god gave them clothes like the leaves for them to wear that was like his sovereignty in that situation where he, they had just sinned and like broken covenant and he literally gave them clothes and he said, you know, you're not welcome in this garden anymore because you have broken what I said, you know, I told you not to do, but like, I'm still going to give you clothes and yeah. you know, you're still yeah. cursed the ground and all these things. Yeah. But like, I think that's just so good because God will provide for you even in your shame and even in our disobedience and even in the way of not knowing. So could you talk a little bit more about, cause I know I've struggled with this of like, Oh God, I didn't know that this was the truth at this time. Or I didn't even know that happened to me. Like, I don't even remember that being a bad thing or like just to anyone who's listening who like yeah. feels shame for not knowing. I think, okay, this I'm reading the Chronicles of Narnia right now. Mm. <laughs> and, um, I'm in the second book and it's when, I promise this will connect. And it's when all the little, I don't know if you've ever read it, read it, but like it's when Peter and Susan and Lucy and Edmund all go back to Narnia and it's only been a year in their time, but it's been like a thousand years in their time. And Lucy, and they're trying to find the way to this camp where all the good people are in the middle of the woods. And one, and in the middle of the night, Lucy wakes up and she sees Aslan, which is like the God figure. And she like has this like intimate moment. It's just her and Aslan. And she's like, I miss you. And she runs and she puts his face in his mane. And she goes, you've gotten so much bigger. She's like, like you've grown so much. Like I thought you would get older and, you know, like kind of get smaller. And he, and Aslan goes like, no, I grow as you grow. And that's just C.S. Lewis's genius. Um, Like I think is a good picture of how, Okay, and obviously God is all God is the same, mm-hmm. but in the sense of how we view Him, when we first accept Jesus into our life, I think it's like as okay, as we walk more and more with Jesus, we learn more and more about Him. So it's almost like He becomes bigger. Do you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. He takes up more space in your life. Mm-hmm 
as you continue to walk with him until he envelops your entire life. And he's also becomes bigger in the sense of you learn more and more and more and more and more and more about him because like God. Yeah. So it's like, God is the same. God doesn't change, but also our knowledge of him becomes bigger. Yes. And so I, for so long faulted myself with not knowing what I know now then, Hmm. which just wasn't possible. Yeah. And I have to give my, like, it's too wonderful. It's too wonderful. I have to look at my old self and like give her grace and just so much grace. And that's okay for what you did and not knowing. Hmm. Um, and this is, it's really interesting. Cause like, I think this is a different discussion if it's like you were like purposefully like really intentionally living in sin, which there's also grace for that, you know, but I think these are just like different scenarios. So I just like don't confuse those two scenarios, but for the scenario where you're like, oh my gosh, I was doing all of these things and like, I just, I didn't know it, but now I do. And so like. I'm so upset at myself for doing all those things. Mm. Like, honestly, how cool that you know now and that God's working in you and that, you know, like, you know them now and it's just like, forgive your past self and move on. It's like, Mm. you don't need to dwell on that. Um, That's so good. Yeah. That's so good because I think that's a spiral of shame as well is like blaming yourself and, that like speaks like loudly and for a long time like because I think in my life I wrestled with a lot of I I have a history of sexual assault in my story and so for a long time I was Mm. like well I could have done something to prevent that and so I kind of held myself in shame you know the enemy whatever you want to call it and it's just so it's so freeing. It's, you know, it is a wrestle too. And I want to say that because I think in your story, you would say it was a lot, it's been a long journey. Like we still talk about this to this day. Yeah. And like as a testimony of like, God has used every single thing that um, Audrey has been through for his glory. Mm-hmm. And like, she's been able to speak to women who like are going through this. Like sh- it's given her such understanding and not to say that that's why she went through it or anything like that. But just to say that God uses every single for his good. thing, every yeah. single thing. It's crazy. Come on. He's so, so good. His cool. word is true. But in all that to say of like shame, shame speaks and it has a voice and it has a name and it's the accusers like that is truly like shame is from the enemy and for me I got caught in a spiral like this past semester for so long and I think there's a necessity in processing and I don't want to negate that but sometimes it's like that voice is just the same thing over and over again and for me the lie was you know you deserved it like you're honestly like just to be vulnerable like you're a slut like you've done this and that is just not the truth like the truth of the gospel is that i'm redeemed i'm under the blood of the lamb i am you know a priestly high priest ephesians 1 is my identity and so shame wants to come into that and say this isn't the truth you did this and all that stuff and so the reason why we're talking about healing from your past today is to talk about all those things that lie under that topic because healing from your past can look like a bunch of different things. It can look like a relationship. It can look like abuse. It can look like literally just like your own personal sin struggle, like lust, like all those things. Like I have a history of that as well. Like there is so much in this story with God and your story with God of wrestling out your salvation with fear and trembling that I feel like believers don't talk about it. And so that's what heaven one day is about. Like join us this summer. We're talking about it. Like we have to talk about it because shame is something that also wants to be kept as a secret. And when things we've said that already, but like when, when things are a secret, the enemy can just 
pummel so many lies. And so when you get into community and when you rub up against people who have struggled with the same thing, who are walking in freedom and want to be in the light, like that is the ultimate way to battle. And I would say, honestly, heal from your past. I remember me and Audrey, Audrey and I, um, two semesters ago, we started like a little Bible study with our friend group. And honestly, we didn't have any plan for it. We just kind of met every week and we just ended up talking about things that we all struggled with. And like, I feel like what, like every single week someone was crying and being like, I thought I was the only one that struggled with this. Yeah. It's just not true. And it's like, even like, you know, like the Christian hierarchy of like, oh, well, I've been following Jesus for a long time. I shouldn't struggle with this. Like mm. we were able to lay hands on every single yeah. one of us and be like, to some degree, all of us have struggled with lust. All of us have struggled with gossiping. All of us have struggled. And so just as encouragement in the under the topic of healing from your past, that can look like many different things. And so if we were to name them, that would be processing your story with community. That would be you know, giving yourself time. Honestly, I think that's the biggest thing that I, I don't give myself grace for is like, well, why did all this time pass? And I didn't even know what had happened to me. And honestly, that's the protection of God. I would say it's a mercy that God, I think you talked about it in your last podcast with Jordan, Mm -hmm. like your body blocks out things for your protection. And that's the way God designed us, which is so beautiful and magnificent. And we can't even fathom that we couldn't remember events and all those things. You should definitely listen to Audrey's podcast on it's too wonderful with Jordan fight. She talks about how she was in a car crash and, um, her body kind of blocked out those traumatic memories. So when she got back in the car, um, you know, she, when she started to drive again, she didn't have as much anxiety, um, in doing that. But I say all that to say is that God did design our bodies and just in general in healing from your past, like there is truth to be found in it. And so kind of to tie all these ideas together, Miss Audrey, <laughs> I like literally just hit the mic. So exciting. Um, <laughs> With your two. I'm just so excited. Yes. I'm like, <laughs> my brain also moves so fast. I yeah. Don't I love know it. How anyone on this podcast understands what I'm talking about, but I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, all that to say, like in your healing, what, what would you say to a girl listening? Like, Let's say they're post breakup, like they did it, they had to break it off. Um, yes, time, yes, you know, the word of God, but what else would you say? Like if you could just talk to them right now, like what would you say to her um who wants to follow Jesus and give her give her all to him, um, but doesn't know how. This is I, I don't know if this fully answers your question. Um I think in a relationship and this is this is brutal to hear like this i this would be brutal for me to hear it, one of my the biggest thing is that how much anger and bitterness i held towards the person i broke up with yeah and that's not of god and he commands us to forgive mm-hmm. and forgiveness is really really hard especially in a situation like that but I don't think I found true freedom until I was able to do that. Oh my Lord. Until I was able to be like, I forgive him. And I'm also like still praying for him Mm. and I want the best for him because in the Bible it says to love our enemies and not that he's my enemy. Like that's, but in a sense, like, that's what Ma- the world kind of convinces us. Are yeah, really especially with, with exes, you know, yeah. like, oh, hate him, like, boo him, like, we hate him. Yeah. Sorry, that's not of God. 
Right. Like, um, no, we need to love everyone, especially, especially the ones that hurt us. And that's so hard. Like, trust me, I get it. And like, give yourself grace too. Cause if it takes a lot of time, that's okay. But just kind of like sitting in that space of like, God help me, help me to one day forgive this person because trust me, you do not want to be trapped in that bitterness and resentment forever because it will eat it will eat away at you. Yeah, you know, that's so good. Whoa, okay, bitterness and I'm like you're bringing up all the good things. I'm like yeah, okay, bitterness and resentment because that'll like live in you and that'll eat you up inside. Yeah, because that's from that's a part of shame as well, and so forgiveness just to you know tie it into the bible like that is kind of one of god's biggest commands and i would say the biggest thing in my life that blocks me from my relationship with god is unforgiveness and i don't know if that's a scripture somewhere but i know the scriptures do say you know you must forgive your brother 79 times or whatever seven times seven Seven yeah well it was yeah, he was basically just trying to describe there's no end. Like, you just keep forgiving. Yeah, yeah. so that's a daily call to be like, Lord, like, every time I approach God, and I'll just use my story for an example, like, there can be bitterness in what's been done to me. And just to share that, I've moved into a new relationship. And so just to be vulnerable in the walk of healing, like, healing from your past is like a long journey. <laughs> Unfortunately, it does not happen overnight. Yeah. I thought it did. Uh, no. LOL, nope. LOL, nope. And so... I mean, Audrey and I talk about all the time of like how when you're healing from your past, a lot of it can be done personally with the Lord and in therapy and all these things. Mm -hmm. But a lot of it doesn't really come until, you know, another person comes along. Yeah. (laughs) And so lovely for me, I've got to, you know, experience that firsthand this summer and this relationship that I'm in. And Mm -hmm. there is a place in all of that grief that Mm -hmm. is like, wow, this is now my hurt and my past is now on another it's not on another person but it affects this new relationship wow and honestly a big grief for me in my sexual past has been you know a lot of it was done to me and so Mm. my grief is like i'm like you know in in the face of Mm. someone new and i'm like i I don't i don't even know what this is because i didn't do this and so it's, it's so hard but that's like even more to be like okay, I forgive this person. Like I forgive, like, and it is like a fight and it's a wrestle because Satan knows how to bring up unforgiveness and Mm. to let it be the final say and to be the words that you keep hearing because it's easy. It's real. It's, it hurts. Like it's, it is countercultural to say, I forgive the person that hurt me the most in this life. Yeah. I'm like, have you listened to all of your Rodrigo's? You know, and like the hardest part is like, a lot of people won't like encourage you in that Mm-mm. because even and some believers too, like, even so. And that, co- and that's the thing is like, that comes from love that like, yeah. that comes from a loving place of like, they love you so much and they are mad at like the person who did this for, to you, which like rightfully so, yeah. but like it's, and it's a long yeah. walk. I want to like hit that as well because <sighs> I feel like for a long time and I still like, please don't hear me say I'm healed and delivered because tomorrow I'm literally probably going to be angry <laughs> at him and I'm going to be like, because it's not fair it's let me say that to whoever is listening it is not fair what has been done to you it is unjust um it is unfair we live in a broken broken horrible Mm. world and that's why we are clinging to the promises of jesus and his truth because we are on a side of heaven that is broken and that's what heaven one day is all about it's how do we cling to the promises of jesus when we don't see it in our you know right in front of us and 
I think some parts of Christianity want to say you're completely healed in the name of Jesus. Like keep walking. And uh, that is not my story. And so that's not what I will be sharing with the internet. Like my struggle of following Jesus is like a daily wrestle of like, God, I don't see this. Like, God, this happened to me. Why would you let this happen? And it's this intimate wrestle with God of like, Hey, like I'm still here. Like, I know this was done to you. I see you. I know you. I love you. I did not want that to happen to you. And, and even just like with Audrey, like he's speaking over her, like, you know, you didn't know, but you know, you know now. And like, I love you. And like, I want to move mm. you into full freedom. And like yeah. every day it's going to Jesus and being like, I forgive that person. And then mm. it's being like, Holy spirit, like give me new revelation. Mm. And then I'd love for you to talk about like, what does it look like praying for that person? Because that is a life change. Like that changes your heart. Yeah. And like, like it's impossible to it's unforgive someone have unforgiveness when you're praying for someone. Right. And I think like a prayer is a really big part of it that transformed that. Cause like I would start praying for him like, and still have a lot of bitterness towards him. And prayer was a vessel by which mm. I reached that point of forgiveness. Wow. Because it's really hard to pray for someone and then not learn to like want that prayer to be answered. Well, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah and it's not like and also like guard your mind like i'm not right i'm not praying for him every day like yeah like i don't want to think about that all the time but like this is it if it cross because like if it crosses my mind if the enemy tries to bring in those like those bad memories and not to say they're all bad memories but like if the enemy tries to like trap me in those thoughts it's like turn it to prayer you know Mm -hmm. And like, and that's just like Philippians four, six of like, oh shoot. What is it? It's like, um, do not worry about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition, present your request to God. So it's like, when I start to worry about like the things of that happened in that relationship, like turn it to prayer and like presenting those requests to God of like healing for me and salvation for him. That's so good. That is so good. Um, I want to just end with this vision. Uh, this is, you know, has, it has to do with healing from your house, but I just say all this because I, I just feel like the Lord has given me a story to share. And so let me cough really fast, but <laughs> um, I, you know, I've walked through an intense journey of therapy and EMDR, which if you don't know what that is, it's kind of like reprocessing your brain through trauma, um, retraining your brain. And the Lord um, used that motive of therapy to kind of, um, like, I would invite the Lord into that kind of um, therapy journey. And I got this vision in in, in EMDR um, one one day, I don't remember when, but it was this picture of, of heaven and how I was walking through the gates and I walked by every single person that had ever hurt me. Wow. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know why I'm coughing, but that's just the truth of the gospel. Um, and at the end of the day, and this is, I say this, and this is a hard place to be in. And it's been, you know, it takes, you know, an everyday surrender to be like, God, I, I desire for salvation for these people that have hurt me, but that's the gospel. Um, that's what Jesus did to Judas. Um, Jesus was betrayed. Isaiah 53, he was bruised for our trans, for our transgressions mm. and crushed for our iniquities. And the chastisement that brought us peace was laid on him. And so Jesus, more than anyone, knows what it's like to forgive mm. those who have forsaken him. And so mm. if Jesus can do that, and if we receive forgiveness 
for our sins to Jesus, then all the more should we be able to forgive those that have hurt us. And that's not easy. It's the hardest thing that anyone could ever ask you to do. I don't know why people sign up to follow Jesus because counting the cost and, you know, laying down your life and it's the opposite. And so if you're not ready to do that, don't follow Jesus because it's hard. It's hard to heal from your past and it's hard to just walk in righteousness, but it's what the Lord calls us to. And I will say, and Audrey, I know can say it as well. It's the best life you'll ever live. Yeah, man. And uh, just to wrap it up. Yeah. Like Audrey, what's it like living with, like, would you change anything that's happened to you? No. (laughs) And people have asked me that before, especially like in that relationship, but I am just like amazed at how God truly works out all things for good. And it's like, yeah, this life is hard. But when you're a Christian, like, every hard thing is worked out for good. Yeah. You know? And, like, and then you, your story, God puts people in your life who have similar experiences, and then you get to sit with them in that. And that's just the most life-giving thing of, like, yeah, it's just, it's so cool, and I wouldn't trade it for the world. This, like, feeling of freedom and just, like, living with Jesus um, is what we were made for. We all have a hole inside of us, and that's what, that's the only thing that can fill it. Wow, that's so good. Thank you so much, Audrey, for coming on today. Of I'm just so grateful for your vulnerability and sharing your story. Yeah, I thanks, Emma. You. And I just want to say, too, like, I mean, I, I talked about how I pray for this person, but like, I have no, I truly have no animosity and like, yeah, I only wish that person the best. And I just don't want this to sound like, oh, like hate on exes, boo, boo, boo. Like, this is about me. This is about how God has used my story for good and how God has taught me how to forgive myself more than anything, more than anything. It's about forgiving myself. Yeah, that's so good. And I'll just kind of end with Romans, uh, I guess it is 12. Um, Yeah. Yeah, let me end with Romans 12. um, Because as believers, the Lord does call us into um, just forgiveness. And just if there's any root of bitterness in your heart towards... um, just people in your past and you're feeling like led to, you know, pray for them, you know, have a reconciliation conversation, whatever that looks like for you. I just want to encourage you in that, that sometimes healing from your past can sometimes look like having a conversation and saying like, Hey, like, I'm sorry for anything that I did. And I want to just like say, like, if I ever see you in the grocery store, I want to be able to say, Hey, you know, if, if that's what the Lord's yeah. calling into, I want to encourage you in that. If the Lord's just calling you for just personal breakthrough to just kind of sit with God and be like, Lord, like, let me like go through this. So I don't have to live in this. And, even praying for healing so that when the next relationship does come around, you're prepared mm-hmm. and you're, you're like, Hey, this is what I've, I've been through. And this is what I've, how I've walked through this past, you know, and healing with God. Um, and yeah, so just kind of being prepared in that, but let me, um, close us with Romans 12. Um, it's Romans 12, nine, um, love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. 
Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor, serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, Mm. faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with the people of low position. Mm. Do not be conceited. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath, for it is written, it is mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. I love you guys. Be encouraged. Um, Yeah, we're living on this side of heaven, and uh, you know the story if you've been here for the past couple episodes. Life is hard, um, but there will be a day where there will be no more tears and no more pain, and we are clinging to God's truth until we get there. I love you guys. The Lord is at work. Go join him.